Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com checks in as we look ahead to TCU in Michigan on New Year's Eve, a little after 4 p.m. in the desert, Scottsdale, Arizona, home of the Arizona Cardinals, State Farm Stadium, uh, where they'll play. Michigan on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board, nine and a half point favorite. The line really hasn't changed too much. I saw it drop to nine, eight and a half, then bounce back up. Uh, money seems to be going on TCU when they look at teams uh, getting to the Final Four. So, Clayton, uh, if you're walking into a sports book or if you're on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, when you look at, we'll go with Michigan minus nine points. Is that a smart bet? Man, it's really tough. I always say this, but Vegas seems to get it right. I, I will say, like, I, I do think Michigan is the better team. I think Michigan matches up really well here. I think Michigan's, you know, physical nature, the way they play, is going to be an issue for TCU. But at the same time, if the game's close, TCU has done a really good job this year. They haven't lost in regulation. They lost the one game in overtime to Kansas State. So if it is semi-close, I, I trust that TCU will keep it that way throughout the game and, and make some plays at the end. Max Duggan at quarterback is really good at that. Um, so it's tough. I, I think I would probably take Michigan here. Um, you know, I, I just do think that they're going to kind of wear them down, and we'll see that same script throughout that we've seen throughout the season with the second-half dominance and, and all of that. Um, but, man, if it's close, you know, that Max Duggan has made some really, really – awesome drives and plays throughout the season that have been, you know, really got them to this point. So uh, they're a formidable opponent and uh, it should be, it should be a fun one on New Year's Eve. Clayton Savior from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer guest line here on the huge show uh, across Michigan uh, for Michigan. What would a loss do? Okay. Cause last year they, you know, same path, uh, except they won at Ohio state this year and they, uh, hammered Purdue in the second half, a similar season outside of that win uh, at Ohio State. And last year they were embarrassed and just manhandled by Georgia. What would an exit to TCU do to this magical year? It would be really a really disappointing finish. Um, you know, and I think people kind of expect at this point to be in the national championship game. You're not overlooking TCU by any means because it's the college football playoff. Any team can win certainly, and they're one of the best four teams in the country, but uh, I do think that there's kind of a sense from the Michigan fan base that they'll likely be playing for a national championship, um, so it would be a really disappointing finish. I do think a couple weeks later, you know, if they do lose that game and you start looking back at the season, I think people will be pretty pleased with what happened. I mean, the goal really is to be Ohio State, win the Big Ten. Those are the first couple goals, and then the national championship you know, you got to catch lightning in a bottle uh, a little bit, and it would have been tough anyway in the national title game. But there's no question it would be a big disappointment because I think Michigan sees the matchup it got and really likes it a lot more than last year's matchup with Georgia in this game, the 2-3 game. Uh, you know, you feel like it's much more winnable. Of course, they were underdogs in that game despite being the higher seed a year ago to the Bulldogs, and, of course, they ended up winning the national championship. Um It'd be a really disappointing end because I think Michigan feels at this point they have a legitimate shot, and you can't say that very often. I mean, the last time they went into the postseason with the chance to win the national title was 97, uh, I believe. So, um, yeah, when you get here, you kind of want to finish the deal. It's like what John Beeline used to say about when you get to the Elite Eight or or a Final Four, man, you you might as well just do it because you don't know when you're going to get back. Think about this, uh, what Harbaugh has done the last two years. 
Clayton and Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Huled Show across Michigan. That if they can beat TCU and they can knock off Georgia with a payback W, where that would put Michigan football moving forward with a team that should be preseason number one in America next fall. Yeah, I wrote this for our upcoming magazine doing a bold prediction that I think Michigan's going to be, regardless of what happens in this playoff, preseason number two or preseason number one with everything that they have returning. Of course, there are some NFL decisions to come, but you really like the makeup of this team. They've already gotten Mike Sainer still. He's announced he's coming back, uh, and a bunch of other guys have eligibility remaining that we expect to be back here. Um, but you're right. It, it is amazing, the turnaround. And really, you can't talk about it enough. I know it's something we've been speaking about for the last two years. But, man, where this program was at in 2020 compared to where it is now. And I was listening to Joel Klatt, the Fox analyst, talking on a podcast the other day. And he was just saying that, really, the last two seasons, Michigan's been the number two team in the country. They have the second-best record. Georgia, of course, has been really the best and most consistent. But those are the two teams that have been the one constant in the playoff over the last two years. They have the best record. They're winning the two top conferences in the country. And you know now Michigan is kind of expecting to be at this point, you would think, going forward with what they should have returning. I was looking at the college football playoff rankings uh, the other day. The top seven teams in the country – Six out of the seven will probably have their quarterback departing. Uh, the one that will have a returning quarterback will be Michigan with J.J. McCarthy, and I expect him to take a huge leap next season. So there's a lot of room for optimism if you're Michigan, uh, you know, going forward. But again, now that you're in this playoff this year, you want to you wanna finish the deal, at least get to that Monday night, give yourself a chance. Because, again, you, you know that there's so much returning and there's you know a reason to be really pleased with the direction of the program, but you truly never know. When you'll get back, you know, it's still going to be really tough every year, especially when you have to go against a team that is as talented as Ohio State and try to win the Big Ten. Uh, And the Big Ten is going to be tougher with USD and UCLA coming in. So you're here now. Take advantage of that. But also know that the future is extremely bright. I do agree with you, Clayton, that Michigan will be preseason number one uh, 2023 going in to the start of college football. And J.J. McCarthy will be on the short list for the Heisman. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you're already seeing the kind of plays he's making at the end of this season, six touchdowns in the last two games, which, by the way, happen to be the two most important games of the season, six passing touchdowns, that is, one rushing, the huge one on third down at the goal line against Ohio State. So he is really starting to come into his own. And, you know, with Blake Corum down, they've, they've asked a little bit more of him, and he's delivered. Um, and I think he's only going to get better. We have to remember this kid didn't have – a healthy full off season miss spring ball wasn't even a hundred percent till August uh, and then went into fall camp and didn't even have the starting job until game two. So, you know, it's going to be his team going into next year. He's going to have all the confidence in the world as an upperclassman and really huge too. looking at the rest of the roster. Uh, the guys that have stepped up in the last two games or really last three games. Think of it. It's a lot of freshmen and sophomores, Will Johnson on defense at the two fix in the big 10 championship, Donovan Edwards, has been massive with Blake Corum out at the running back spot. Colston Loveland at tight end. You're seeing Mason Graham on the defensive line. All sorts of young guys stepping up that are only going to be a year better next year, too. But that's all led by J.J. McCarthy. And you're right. I, I think he probably will be right up there in that Heisman conversation to start the year and potentially to end the year. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com talking Michigan football uh, on the Meyer guest line. 
So in terms of returnees next year, and obviously McCarthy, Donovan Edwards uh, lead that list, who's coming back, who's going, and also who's enrolling early uh, as Michigan is preparing for uh, the college football playoff and also uh, the national championship game if they get the SoFi in L.A. How many recruits will be enrolling early who could be impact players from game one next fall? Yeah, so starting there, it uh, looks like there'll be about nine or ten that will enroll early, and Michigan could land a few. And, and of course, there's always some of those signing day uh, surprises as well. Uh, I know they're working on you know flipping one elite recruit from from a rival team, actually Notre Dame, and uh, you know don't want to give away too much there because it's not my scoop. But uh, there's always those surprises. I guess is my point as well. Um, you know, it's not a great class for Michigan. Right now, they're ranked uh, I think 22nd in the national team recruiting rankings, but there are going to be nine or 10 that come in early and could potentially impact. Uh, I point to a couple local kids, Cole Cabana at the running back spot and Samaj Morgan at the wide receiver spot. I don't think they'll be featured prominently next season, but I think they could have some roles because both of those guys could be used in the slot out of the backfield as kind of offensive playmakers. Uh, and then, you know, there's a lot of guys that I think have some potential for the future, but um, speaking of NFL decisions, there are still some big ones to come. Blake Corum is the one that everybody's looking at. I don't expect him to return, but I do know that there's some optimism that there's a chance, and there are people working behind the scenes to make sure that if he does want to return, that he'd be taken care of with NIL and things like that. Um, offensive line, you're looking at Trevor Keegan at left guard, Zach Sinter at right guard. Those are two huge decisions. Uh not sure exactly which way they'll go at this point. Zach Zinter has projected a second, third-round pick as an interior lineman. That's really tough to do, so he's got a lot of thinking to do. Uh, defensive side of the ball, I expect Mike Morris, who also could be the you know second, third type of pick from the edge spot, to probably leave. But really, beyond that, and I guess Mozzie Smith at the nose tackle spot as well, uh, you know, as a senior. But beyond that, you're looking at a pretty nasty defense that's returning just about everybody and captained by one of the better captains we've seen here in a while, Mike Sainer still, who's coming back for his fifth season. Uh, so there's talent all over the place. There's some good leadership as well. And they're bringing in, you know, not a great class, but a class that could have some guys that contribute down the road. And again, signing day, you never know. They're, they're working on flipping some guys that would make a little bit of, make for a little bit of fireworks as well. And uh, that, that should be exciting. As we talk, it seems like every signing day now, the last couple, and there's always those one or two that, that everybody's excited about once it's all said and done. His name is Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. I had E.J. Holland, uh, the Wolverine.com recruiting insider, on prior to the Ohio State game, and he talked about the impact uh, of beating Ohio State, what it would have. We talked to him afterwards, and a ton of Ohio State and Michigan uh, targets were at that game. Now you take the Big Ten title, another one added, with another college football playoff, I know this recruiting class is down. Top 25 is down for Michigan, but next year's is pushing top five. Uh, what would be the impact for Michigan winning the next two games on recruits coming to Ann Arbor or maybe flipping? You'd have to think it's, it's pretty good. Um, you know, it, it would be pretty good for Michigan. They're already looking at, you know, really kind of, uh, I know the momentum from last season didn't really totally pay off with the 2023 class, and I think NIL has something to do with it. But 
you're right that you look at some of the early guys they have in 2024 and the potential for some more. Jaden Davis, uh, an elite four-star quarterback. Um, I think Michigan's the favorite at this point, but still kind of coming down to the wire there. He's going to decide soon. Uh, that would be huge to get a leader like him on board, a quarterback, and then let the rest of the guys follow. Kind of like you saw a couple years with J.J. McCarthy really leading that class and recruiting other guys to come play with him. So uh, I think it'd be huge. I mean, first of all, this whole month, you turn on ESPN and any sort of college football show, and I hate this in, in a way because I love all the bowl games, but really all anybody's talking about is the four college football playoff teams. Uh, so it's kind of a month-long infomercial for your team. If you win that game, then you get a few more days or really, what, nine days or so of, of PR heading into the national championship. And if you win that, it's all anyone's going to be talking about in the college football world for the next several months. We've seen Georgia capitalize on that this past season. So I think it'd be massive for momentum on the recruiting trail, and especially if they can you know, even make some headway here before then because, again, Jaden Davis looks like he's going to decide soon, and, and that would be a big domino to fall. Clayton Safey joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with the University of Michigan Athletics. Clayton, stick around. We'll do one more segment together talking about Michigan football as they prepare for TCU on New Year's Eve. A little after 4 p.m. will be the kick out in Arizona. Clayton Safey is standing by for the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders. You can follow everything Michigan football as they prepare for TCU on New Year's Eve in the college football playoff semifinals, uh, just go to the Wolverine.com. Uh, so when you look at this matchup with TCU, uh, what concerns you, Clayton? What makes you comfortable that Michigan advances and gets to the title game? Yeah, I think TCU's offense really would concern me if I'm Michigan. I know Michigan's done a really good job defensively all season. They, they did it in the big game against Ohio State where really they limited Ohio State's passing attack especially limiting big plays. Ohio State got a lot of yardage, but Michigan really uh, didn't allow any long touchdowns outside of the one to Marvin Harrison Jr., and you kept everything in front. You forced field goals. Um, they're going to have to do the same thing against TCU. Max Duggan is you know, maybe not as good of a quarterback as C.J. Stroud, but he's as good or better as a deep thrower, and he has some really good targets to throw to, including a Blitnikoff finalist in Quentin Johnson, six foot four, so he's going to pose a, a big threat down the field. And and they're balanced, too. I mean, everyone talks about Max Duggan, but Kendra Miller, their running back, is one of the best in the Big 12, and, and he's done a really good job. He was an all-Big 12 guy this year. So uh, I do think that offense, you know, man, they can put up points, and if they need a big drive at the end, you kind of trust TCU at this point to get it done, whether they need a field goal or a touchdown, because that's kind of been the magic they've played with all season long. Um, reason for optimism for Michigan is just the way they, they run the football, the way that offensive line explodes off the ball, and it will really kind of out-physical, uh, if you will, TCU that really hasn't played a team like Michigan to this point. I mean, Donovan Edwards isn't Blake Corum, but, uh, man, he has that breakaway speed, and once the offensive line wears the other team down, you've really seen that take over, especially in second half. So I think that's big. And then the emerging force that is J.J. McCarthy from the quarterback spot. Uh, just the way he's extending plays, the way he's seeing the field better than he did earlier on in the season, and, and his accuracy starting to come back a little bit more after a, a little bit of a lull in, in the middle of the year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think both offenses should have some success. Uh, I don't know what the over-under is on the DraftKings Sportsbook, but uh, maybe hammer that because I think we're going to see some points. But uh, I do think Michigan overall it will kind of play with that same formula as we talked about earlier with the, you know, Second half, you come out, even if it's a tight game early, 
and uh, you know they'll probably be able to impose their will and finish out uh, this game. But it's going to be uh, it's going to be a challenge still. Clayton Safey joining us here on the Huge Show uh, across Michigan. Interesting, you you bring up the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. Uh, they have the projected uh, championship game matchup. So they whether it's uh, Georgia TCU, TCU Ohio State, Michigan Georgia Ohio State TCU Ohio State Michigan right or, or yeah. So they have all the matchups. I found this interesting, Clayton that. If it is Ohio State beating Georgia and Michigan beating TCU, they had the Buckeyes as a three-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board over Michigan. I saw that, too. <laughs> I was looking the other Man, day. I, how, um, is it neutral? But you say neutral site. Michigan just waxed them in Columbus. I, I do not understand. Uh, the, the only thing I could say that they would look at is C.J. Stroud's an experienced veteran, and McCarthy in a big game is still a first-year starter. Yeah, but McCarthy was a first-year starter in a big game. I know. I, I don't know. How do you look at your, your comparable game as Columbus, and they waxed him, and you're then going to make right. Ohio State – a favorite. Now, again, I don't know if that's a DraftKings Sportsbook app big board saying, okay, once we do that, the Michigan fans are going to go crazy and throw instant money down on uh, Michigan plus a three, right? So it becomes a, yeah. a way to set the line and get instant money, and Michigan money is big on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. That If you see that right now, a Michigan fan probably would place a bet on it. Right, and that could be part of the strategy too. I would be interested to see what that line would open up as on New Year's Day. You know, if we do get that matchup, if both teams win again, I mean, I will say, like, you know, Michigan did wax them in Columbus. It was twenty-two point win. It really should have been twenty-nine. Uh, they ruled C.J. Stroud down on that on that fumble, which didn't make any sense to me. And Michigan was going to take that to the house, but um, I, I still do think this, like. Even all the talk on Selection Sunday, people were like, oh, Ohio State doesn't deserve to get in. And, you know, and maybe they didn't in another year, but at the same time, you saw teams like USC lose and Ohio State really, I thought, was, you know, deserving enough, uh, I guess, with the way that, you know, everybody was kind of losing. And Alabama was sitting there at six with two losses. Like, Ohio State is still a good team. They still played well throughout the entirety of the season. So I think they would absolutely have a chance to beat Georgia and could beat Michigan in the national championship game, but man, seeing what we've seen over the last two seasons, but even just a few weeks ago in Columbus, uh, it would hard, it would be hard for me to pick Ohio state in that game. Michigan has the mental edge. Uh, you know, Michigan is the more physical team and Michigan, despite playing pretty poorly for parts of that first half was able to really, you know, beat them up in the second half and win going away. So uh, it is interesting looking at that line. And uh, and then you look at Michigan Georgia. I believe it was what seven and a half or something. Yeah, like seven that. and a half. It was. Uh, yeah. You know, Ohio State's getting a lot of love. I, the opening line, like I said, was I think a little over seven. I saw it dip on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board to Georgia minus six and a half. And I, I again the money going on Ohio State. What has Ohio State showed anybody all season long that says they're ready? to play Georgia tight or beat Michigan. Right. I think you're kind of betting on the talent, right? Just the fact that they do have those weapons. And, yeah, but what talent's going to end up wanting to play? They're going to be more worried about their NFL draft stock. Yeah. 
it's fair. I think uh, I think it's a fair point. I think Georgia's much more ready for this. You know, they've played a tougher schedule. They've won, uh, I think, every game except a couple by double digits. And, you know, they smashed LSU by 20 in the SEC championship game. Uh, so I do think we'll see Georgia win that game probably uh, by double digits. But uh, I think it's kind of just that allure of Ohio State. Well, how could we set that line at anything else? Because they got Stroud and they got Marvin Harrison and all these guys. And really, the defense was improved uh, all season. And then you saw what Michigan did to them. But um, I don't know. It's just kind of one of those things. And if they lose again, I think maybe people will start to realize that, all right, maybe this isn't the same Ohio State that it was under Urban Meyer. Clayton Safey, he's not the same Clayton Safey he was when the season began. He's matured. Right. He was kind of like, you know, Ballas was Cade McNamara. He was J.J. Safey, and he found a way to take the starting job midseason and lead the Wolverine.com flag football team to a media championship. It's the J.J. Safey story. We'll have it later uh, here on the Huge Show. Clayton from the Wolverine.com. You can follow uh, everything. Michigan TCU, the college football playoff, uh, University of Michigan basketball, and more. Uh, before I let you go, uh, you can follow all that at the Wolverine.com. Before I let you go right now, what's your early prediction on TCU Michigan New Year's Eve? First of all, I want to get that in writing, what you just said. You know, I'll take it. Um, JJ Safey. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to go with, with something like Michigan 34 to 24. Um, I think that, you know, Michigan will be able to have success running the ball, that JJ McCarthy will continue to play well, and the defense will do enough uh, despite TCU having some firepower over there. Clayton, always appreciate the conversation, my man. We'll be following you at thewolverine.com. Sounds good. Thanks for having me as always.